Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His words so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Christ followers, number one, become like Jesus. In other words, I begin to have the character of Jesus. What was that character? What was the character of God? That character of God was compassionate, caring, loved to be around people, loved the unbeliever. It was the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness. So in other words, as the disciples walked, it was the character of Jesus that really shocked them. Do the characteristics of you and your life mirror that of Jesus when he was on earth? Today, Pastor Mark will encourage listeners to study the characteristics of Jesus and prayerfully adopt the same into their life. Thousands of people were drawn to Jesus because of the man he was. Are you a person today that is attractive to others? People filled with joy, unselfishness, and love are infectious to those around them. Jesus was absolutely this way, and we're to be like Him. If you feel you failed to impact those in your circle, pray about how you might better display Christ through your life. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Ephesians as he begins part four in his series entitled, Unlimited Opportunities. Every day that you and I get up, well, nothing really surprises us anymore. The first thing I want you to write this morning, because we're going to say this a lot today, just write this down if you're taking notes today. As we follow Jesus, expect the unexpected. Now you say, Pastor Mark, that's like an oxymoron. That's exactly right. When you get up every morning, just expect the unexpected in the world, in our lives. Well, since our time on this earth is limited, we've been learning how best to use that time. Best way is to live today. But we've discovered that Jesus told us how to best use our time. And he made those truths in 11 words, 11 words that tell us how to do life and how to use our time best. You see those words if you turn to Mark chapter 1. Scoot on down, if you will, to verse 17. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. Those 11 words from biblical history, we know that those 11 words changed the world the minute Jesus spoke them. Those 11 words changed the lives of the 12 disciples who then went 
and change their world. They took that command seriously and actually followed Jesus. Now, that command holds true today. What does it look like to follow Jesus? How do I do that? We don't call ourselves too much anymore Christians because everybody calls himself a Christian. We have used the term Christ follower because notice Jesus didn't say, come follow me and uh, you'll be a Christian. No, the, the invite was be a follower. So we've learned that the purpose of studying the Bible is not for information, but transformation. Now it is good to take the principles we're learning today and you are taking notes, good, excellent. You're writing them in your Bibles, good, excellent. But it has to be more than that. We have to actually live it out. Now, I'm going to ask you, in verse 17 again, let's just read it, and I'll give you the first of three goals. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. Come, follow me. Here's the first follow goal. Write it down at all of our campuses. Goal number one is to know Christ. As the disciples followed Jesus daily, they began to understand that Jesus was God and what God was really like. They began to see his character and his compassion. Over and over again as they would follow, Jesus would give them this impression. If you see me, you've seen what God looks like. That was one of the main reasons God came down from heaven, put skin on, and walked among us. Because how would you and I know what God is like? Well, these disciples would get to know this God that they worship, what he was like. Paul even said this, I want to know Christ. Well, if you're going to follow somebody, you want to know what they're like. That word know doesn't mean know about. It means intimate, personal relationship, continuous, and dynamic. It's a very intimate term. So number one goal as we follow God is to learn about God and to trust him, know his personal life, his character. As we follow him, we discover this. God is for us. He's not against us. If you mention God to the world, unbelievers, they have all kinds of ideas about God. He's mad at us. Why did he let this thing happen? Look, it's happened in Egypt again. What kind of a God is that? God sends people to hell. God, God get, all these things, and they're, they're all wrong. They don't have any idea about God, but they just think out of their mind. That's what it is. So as we follow Jesus, we see some important things. In your life this morning, God sees you where you're at. God cares. God comes, and God delivers. Now, that's a God I want to follow. He's not distant. He's not aloof. He's all-knowing, and he even cares for the smallest. Almost 7 billion people, he still knows all of us intimately. You see, as we follow him, we learn how to do life right. So the first thing that you want to do when you follow is simply understand, as we follow him, we begin to understand why we're here, the purposes we have. We discovered that God created everyone with purpose and meaning in their life. But unless they connect with God, unless they follow God, they will never discover that purpose. By the way, your purpose is to know him, to serve him, to love him, to enjoy him, and to follow him. When you do that, 
all of a sudden, meaning and purpose comes to your life. So if you're new and you've just been wondering what's happening, well, here's where you find purpose. It's always connected to following God. Someone has said this. I think it's beautiful. The great tragedy of life is not death, but living life without purpose. By the way, if that's you today, purpose starts with turning your life over to Jesus Christ. It always starts with, it doesn't start with the latest this, the latest this, the new thing here, the whatever. It starts with turning your life over to Christ. Well, number two goal, write it down. Follow goal number two. Why do I follow? What's that look like? I become like Christ. I don't just know about him and his character and what he can do for me, but I actually become a, notice what it says in 117. I will make you. So we're kind of like, that piece of pottery clay. And God is making us into this beautiful vase. Now keep your finger right where you're at. Let's turn back to the book of Romans chapter 8 for a moment. You'll see where it is. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. You see it right here? Acts and Romans. Roman 8. Vera, Sebastian, Orlando, here in Melbourne. Now when you get there, you get to see what that means. Why would I say that following Jesus I'm supposed to become like Christ. Because that is the main purpose. These three goals, this is really the main one. Notice Romans 8, I'll start in verse 28 and a little bit of verse 29. You know this verse, sometimes we forget the next verse, 29, because it connects totally. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Well, what is God's purpose? For those God foreknew, he also predestined, here it is, underline it, to be conformed to the likeness of his son. So what is God's purpose in my life? What brings me purpose? To be conformed to the likeness of his son. To become like Christ. You say, Pastor Mark, that's like weird. No, it's not weird. It's very simple. Let me unwrap it for you. Sometimes I use the Message Bible. You can never use the Message Bible to study. You get weird doctrine if you do that. But sometimes it gives you a fresh look. Take a look at verse 29 in the Message Bible. God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. No kidding. He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son. Now, the son stands first in the line of humanity he restored. In other words, our role model is God, is Jesus. We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him. So as we look at the life of Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that's what God wants us to become. Notice, God knew from the beginning. He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the son. So why do I follow him? Why was Jesus taking 12 disciples with him? Because he wanted to duplicate his life in those 12 men. He wanted them, he said to them, come follow me, come under my influence, and together I'll teach you, I'll guide you, I'll correct you, I'll encourage you, I'll equip you, and my goal is to make you just like me. Now let me give you a little clue in case you're discouraged. You'll never be like Jesus. But you'd be more and more like Jesus. We never arrive. Never. You say, well, good. I'm not even going to try then. 
No, that's not what I said. We're to commit to be a growing follower of Jesus. Be different, keep growing, but we'll never arrive because there's only one Jesus. He was perfect. You and I will never be there. Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, this is really nice. The influence of following Jesus would change these guys, but could, could you like put that in words I understand? Glad you asked. Three ways. Write these three down this morning. Number one, as I follow Jesus through the Bible, coming together as family, through the influence of the Holy Spirit, impressions in my life, here's what happens. Christ followers, number one, become like Jesus. In other words, I begin to have the character of Jesus. What was that character? What was the character of God? That character of God was compassionate, caring, loved to be around people, loved the unbeliever. It was the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness. So in other words, as the disciples walked, it was the character of Jesus that really shocked them. You're going to see this morning, that's what confuses the world. Because we say we're followers of Jesus, but we live just like them. See, the real you and me is the real you and me. And so first Jesus says, as you guys go, put this hypocrisy stuff aside. Be real. And he's going to show them that. Second, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. See, you do the things you think about. That's what you become. And so the mind is the battlefield. And so Jesus said, as you follow me, uh, you're going to think like I thought. They would look at Jesus when they go to Matthew, and Matthew, is, it, Matthew is, a, is a tax collector, and the next thing we see, Jesus in the house with all these tax collectors, sinners, and they're thinking to themselves, the disciples, what are you doing in there? Well, if you're going to reach sinners, where are you going to go? Where the sinners are. And so they're thinking and seeing how Jesus thinks. So we can have the mind of Christ. Well, Pastor Mark, how does God think? Open any page of the Bible, it's God's mind. What does he think about it? There it is. Anything you want to know about what God thinks, it's right there. We don't have to question it. We just go and find out what it is, and it's in the Word of God. So I can have the mind of Christ. When we counsel, people come to us, and yeah, we all have some psychological backgrounds and stuff like that in training, but my training, my goal is to get you to understand that God's solution is in the Word of God. So we, we just counsel by the Word of God, because that's God's mind. It doesn't get any better now. It doesn't get any better. Number three, it's good to know the character of God, to be honest and real and open. It's good to think like God, but really it comes down to the third one. Why did Jesus leave us here? What's he doing with these 12? We're going to minister like Jesus. In other words, we're going to do the works of Christ. And that simply means when Jesus finishes these three years with these disciples... He wants them to be Jesus. That's what they're going to be. 2,000 years later, it's absolutely no different. What is God's goal? For you to be 9,000 Jesus in our communities. That's what it is. Well, how do I do that? Character, mind, thinking, and ministry. That's it. That's why we follow. That's our whole goal. And that's why I'm trying for you to get it. This is why we don't get it. We're, con we're converts, but we never, ever move along in this process. But it is exciting and joyful to, to be here influencing one another. Now, here's the third one. It's not just two. There's a third one. Notice Jesus says this. 
I will make you, not just you, not just change you, I will make you fishers of men. Number three goal, to make Christ known. See, Jesus promises to not only make us like him, to make each one of us people that love the lost. This would encourage us to add another aspect of Jesus. Not just his hands, not just his feet, not just his mouth, but this is the heart of Jesus. Everywhere the disciples followed, if they could have had a spiritual stethoscope on Jesus, here's what they'd hear beating. Boom, 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 boom. The lost, the lost, the lost, the lost, the lost, the lost, the lost. Everywhere he went. He knew people were going to spend eternity in one of two places. What does that look like? Well, Jesus put it in his own words. Take a look. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost, and to save what was lost. Just different ways to put it. It was all about seeking, and it's all about finding, going to the lost. Christ followers, if you're going to follow Christ, you'll have his heart. And then you'll fish. You're not going to give a testimony. You're not going to witness without his heart. That's a canned testimony. You don't even want it. You want a heart for the lost. So Jesus' goal was to reproduce himself in these 12 people. Here we are 2,000 years later. Same exact thing. To know God intimately so I understand that he's for me, he's not against me. Anything working in my life is for good. It's his purpose. His purpose is to make me in character like him, and to make my mind think like him. And third, that I would go and touch the world like him. I'd minister to him. I would touch hurting people. I would feed people. I would care for people. But I would care mostly for their heart, for their soul, for their spirit. And as I began to do that, when, when Jesus left the earth, that's what he wanted the, his disciples to do. So I'm going to ask you something, do something very small, strange this morning. We're, we're going to evaluate ourselves. In all the things that we talked about today, how are you doing in those three goals? Does your life look like that? And we're going to use as a backdrop one of the disciples. His name is Peter. So how did Peter do during these three years? Did he get it? Did he understand? Did it change him? And that's going to be an encouragement to you and me. So if you'll take your Bibles at all of our campuses and head right over to the, the book of Matthew, first book in the New Testament, book of Matthew chapter 16. Let's see how Peter does. Now, Peter initially was known as someone that liked to put his foot in his mouth. Anybody here like that? Yeah, we've all been there, haven't we? So we're going to see what Peter learns now, as you follow the disciples, it's very interesting. It was a lifelong process. Even after we get to the New Testament, as we finish the life of Peter, he's still learning. Remember, we never arrive, but we do advance. We do become more like Jesus. So if you've got your Bibles, look at Matthew 16. Scoot on down to verse 15. Let me give you the backdrop. Jesus is up in this area called Caesarea Philippi. And Jesus basically says this to his disciples while they're sitting there. What does Twitter say about me? What is Facebook writing about me? Just in our terms. What are the people saying about me? Who do they think I am? And so he went through, they went and answered him. They, oh, they think you're this person and a nice prophet. And then he turns to Pete. Look what he says in verse 15. All our campuses. But Peter, what about you? Who do you say I am? <laughs> 
Look at Peter's response. Well, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Notice Jesus' reply. Pete, baby, you got it right. That's my words. You know, it says there, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. But he basically says, Pete, amazing. You got it right. You're learning. Good job. Notice what he really says. That's exactly right in our terms, but there's more to it. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but my Father in heaven. So what's he saying? Look at me. He says, Pete, you got it right. But before you go to the other 11 guys and go, you notice he asked me, and I got it right. He says, before you do that, who gave you the answer? It wasn't your mind. You were thinking like God. You had the mind of Christ. Say it with me this morning. Wow. Wow. Wouldn't you like to have the mind of Christ? Wow. Yeah. So he got it right. He said, you are the Messiah. God revealed it to you, Pete. Pete, you're thinking like me. It's working. Good. Now let's look at verse 21. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to the disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hand of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed on the third day and be raised Killed, and on the third day, be raised to life. Look at me. As Jesus began to unfold and unwrap what was going to happen to him, he'd given little, little snippets of this, but he never really told them what was going to happen. You see, this, for all Jews, including these 12 disciples, was ridiculous. They expected Jesus to come, be this political ruler who would get Israel free from the Romans, and change their country. So the disciples are thinking, Jesus is here. We're following him. Man, this is going to be great. When he sets up his earthly kingdom, we're going to be part of this group, and it's going to be amazing. And then Jesus said, wait a minute. I'm going to die. I'm going to be beaten. I'm going to go to the cross. What? We're following you? What's in it for me? Whoa. And so right away, Peter, since he's the one that answered the question, he responds to this. Look at verse 22. Peter took Jesus aside and he began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said. This will never happen to you. What's wrong with you? And Jesus turned to Peter. said, get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me. You do not have, notice the words, in mind the things of God, but you're thinking like a man. As you follow Christ, expect the unexpected, but be encouraged that it's not just a blind faith. Today we learn from Pastor Mark that while the Christian walk is an adventure, the personal growth that takes place is so worth it. As we dedicate to know and become like Christ every day, we begin to adopt the very characteristics that set him apart here on earth. How much are you willing to sacrifice so that you might be a better model of Christ? Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. 
To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Never, ever think that you as a Christ follower are unequipped to do the work of the Lord here on earth. In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will show listeners how throughout history, God has used the weak and normal-looking people of the world to manifest His glory. Since being in the Word is the most practical way to follow and obey Jesus, anyone can do it. Just like Jesus, we have much good news to give to the world. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of Ephesians. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurry